Hello everyone. Yes, we were just we actually forgot. Well, I forgot to kind of switch on the live. Hello everyone. Yes, welcome. <laughs> we were just chatting away about the heat. Stephen, get your cloth. It is cooking here for these old boys. The youngins can take it, but these old fellas were, were keel over. <laughs> welcome everyone. It feels, to be honest, like well, I haven't sat down and chatted with me, me friends, me mates here for ages, but it's only been a week. You know what I mean? I don't know if mm. that's kind of, I've been here, there and everywhere and all sorts going on. So a little yeah. bit of, little bit of kind of shopkeeping before we kind of kick into the show. We have a new channel on, so this is going over to a new channel. So don't forget, there's a link in, I'll put a link in the show notes. There's a link in the live stream at the moment. Sign up for the new channel because in about five weeks time, whole ship and caboodle as they say is going over to that channel and there's only about 200 subscribers there so that's why i'm kind of getting a little bit kind of flaky paranoid and we have the discord so please pop over to the discord this is our little home where we kind of like to have oh, a chat okay. on and handsome 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 fella there <laughs> so please link in the show notes there will be but there's a link in the in the like, live chat now for anyone who's here now live Come and sign up and subscribe to the new channel. If you want, from these esteemed guests, these esteemed guests, I'll not tell anybody that JB minutes before we went live says, I haven't got a tip. What kind of tip can I <laughs> give us a tip for Christ's sake? True, true. <laughs> We're going to, you know, if you want a question asked, put a capital Q on your on your question right in the live chat i'll put a search there now and i'll be able to kind of find it so that would be fantastic let's hopefully run the intro <laughs> Yes, nice to actually have that back. I don't know where I tried to play it last week, and it, for some reason it had gone. So let's bring in. We've got our our good lad, the old boy there. There he hey. is. Hey, look at that cock mouth. It's cooking. Twenty five, man. This time of night, twenty five. You have you got your speedos on under there? Huh? Are you wearing your speedo? <laughs> Stephen, nice to have you. Nice to have you here. Always a pleasure. Never achieved. Thank you very much. Ah, that lovely, lovely. And we have the young kid, the young pup of the of the, the area right. is. Now look at you, Gosport, still 30. 30 hey, that's not ah, true. Yeah. It's not that hot. It was about 25 earlier when I was out and about. Right. It's not so, too bad. We've got Chris, a lovely breeze off the coast. Right. So now nice. we see we're on the coast, JB. There's no breeze whatsoever. It's still mm. it kind of here. And actually, Audrey, who's normally the hottest one. It's a cool, balmy 29 degrees there, Audrey. Exactly. God, man. Barely need air conditioning for I know. that. <laughs> you can switch it off at that temperature. What have <laughs> I got there? 31. Yeah, so we're kind of... It is, and I think that the topic we're going to kick off with straight away, because it's the only one I've got, is heat. Do you know what I mean? It's just like... <laughs> It's, is that ice cubes in his, his diet coke? I, I hope that's not ice cubes in, in beer. Some sort of like Jenin special, is it? Oh no, you drink you drink you drink beer warm. 
You don't so, put ice cubes in your beer. That's well, dandelion and bird muck. All right, that's all right. I thought it might have been kind of something uh, a little bit kind of the. It's because Jennings have changed. Just and going off tangent here, Steve Jennings Brewery is like a, a kind of Cumbrian brewery, and they changed all the kind of. I remember all the kind of nice earthy kind of rustic names to all these kind of hip, trendy names. Yeah. Didn't go down too well, I don't think, but, you know, the BS was BS still. It's, it's still beer and they're still making the same stuff. It's oh. uh, it's good. It's good. They've still got the same. I've been and done the tour around that brewery, which was rather nice, and they've still got the same old hands operating it as they had sort of 20, 30 years ago, which is uh-huh. really nice. It feels like, it almost feels like the sun's come in and changed all the names, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Okay, the, I think I'll kind of spruce this place up and get it a bit. Anyway, <laughs> we're going down the rabbit holes. What? Oh, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, JB, what about heat for um, you then? Are you kind of, does that, are you fighting against it at the moment? Well, so at the moment, I've got a lot of sad plants, right? <laughs> but they were already a bit sad before it got really hot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have it didn't have it last week. week i made sure i got it this week so actually jb does that mean this one is now went like that then it perked up oh. and now has it become have they become a little bit sadder again or no they're all they're all still fine all the, all the peppers and all the stuff in the greenhouse is fine that's been well watered uh, it's it's warm in the greenhouse but it's all open and nice the auto vent that I have now is so nice because it opens all the way. You know, right, they go right. so high compared to the little, yeah. you know, little thing it used to do. Um, so everything in the greenhouse is kind of loving it. Some of my tomatoes, not so much. We might come on to that. Um, but yeah, it's the stuff I've actually planted in the ground. You know, my courgettes and my squashes mainly just looking really sad. They're just slow, so slow. Um, and now that it's got really hot, when I last saw them, they were looking a bit wilted. So I've given them as good a water as I possibly could. And we'll just we'll just wait and see. I'm not really sure if it's the heat or just that they're, you? they're sad plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or me. So uh, we'll see. Do you know what I mean? But it's 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 something like, what, it, it, I'm just feeling like I'm kind of fighting constantly, like fire hose and the, the whole allotments, and I know that's the kind of wrong thing to do, but if I'm not watering them, they're going to go. You know, I'm going to kind of lose them and they're going to go. Steve, is that, as a gardener, <laughs> you kind of, as you might not even have had these temperatures in Cumbria before, or, or maybe in the <laughs> 70s and the 60s, 50s. <laughs> what? No, well, I, I had those temperatures down south when I lived down there. But I've kind of gone back to my own older ways this season and I'm barely watering at all. And I'm certainly not using a hose pipe to do it. And I think I said to you guys on the private chats over this last week that once I put my onions in and watered them in back in February or March, whenever it was, I haven't watered them once. But they're the best blinking onions and shallots I've ever grown. And the same with my garlic. You see... Now, you, you kind of said that, and my onion onions, and I suppose to, to some extent me banana shallots, but the spring onions, Steve, seem to be, they were lovely and green, and, I, you know, I, they are now going this, like, pale, dry-looking colour because they haven't, you know what I mean? I daresn't not water them because I've only got, actually, probably about six bunches left ready to pick. But they just look kind of pasty if I don't water every day. They go this kind of insipid green colour and just, 
I mean, we get we get more water in here in Cumbria than than most. Obviously, with it being the Lake District, you know, no water, no rain, no lakes. Mm-hmm. So we do get rain showers in between. The, the simple thing I do, and you've all, all seen it a million times, is I just part the soil on the top. If, it'll be dry on the surface, but two inches down, it's wet. And if it's still dry two inches down, I'll just, you know, dip me homegrown dibber in and see if it's moist. And that's, that's your best your best judge of all. If it's, if it's dry, water it. If it's not dry, um, you know, sort it out. I wonder then, Steve, if this is where it comes into sometimes rears beds let you down. Do you know they mean? can do. Uh-huh. You know, because this they can t- do. This one next to me polytunnel, if you can kind of thing, is that carrot bed. Now, that just seems to be like dr- the whole thing. You know, I'd need a bigger finger than what I've got to reach moisture. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd have to probably, <laughs> I'd have to, st- Audrey, close your ears. I'd have to stick something else down quite long. Do you know what I mean? To kind of find some kind of dampness there. So it's just, you know what I mean? It's, it's bone dry for quite a bit. And I'm thinking... Nine minutes be, it took. <laughs> this nine be, minutes. Nine minutes to get in the smudville, I know. And, and all you sitting there just, you know what I mean? You know. I'm just, you know... Thinking about no, I'm not even going to say what. I'm <laughs> but Audrey, because Audrey, you are kind of whole raised beds, you know what I mean, and you've got the heat like year in year out. Yes. You, would you find that's a bit of because this is the first time I'm kind of struggling big time, not big time with it, but it's it's hard. No, I just think for you guys, this is a serious change. For me, this yeah. is how summer goes, uh, and yes. Plants that are in my my ground bed, I guess I will call it, are doing much better or need less watering than those that, that are in raised beds mm-hmm. because the drainage is so good. So it's kind of a two-edged sword. Do you want really good drainage mm. or, uh, you know, then you have to water more. Well, what I want, Audrey, is you're like, I've just thought that your watering system, so it doesn't matter, doesn't it? It just, you kind of turn a little tap and... Technology I, no, gods. I just, I just I program it on my phone. It's even better. <laughs> I don't even have to turn the wee tap. So I just do you see now that that was a total that was a total yeah. smug face there. That's just Audrey. Yeah. I need to kind of find out what that is. To be honest, that's just that's what I want. But we, I do use a couple that are rain barrels, but I have um, a timer on those, so they go off every day as well. Mm-hmm. Because they, they feed two of my raised beds. So you can also do that with, you know, rain barrels. I would like to, do, rain... I would like to do something like, like that in the polytunnel. Because this year has been a bit exceptional. I've been away a few times. You land back and then I'm away again. Just come back from Bristol. And it would be nice to kind of not... Well, actually, let's, it's some Here, let, I'll just play. Hi there, everyone. <laughs> I'm just here live from Tony C. Smith's Garden Potty Mouth Club. I'm under strict instructions to water his tomatoes. Ten seconds each side. I just wanted to come on and show you. Tony's always off jet setting and he gets everybody else to do all of the hard work for him. So Tony, I hope you're enjoying your holiday.
because these tomatoes, these black tomatoes happen to be my favourite ones. And Tony always says he'll do us a little pile of them, but never, never ever does. So I'm on that time. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Thanks, Tony. Now then, that's a wrap. Well done, everywhere's watered. Water's turned back off. Everything's looking perfect and it's all thanks to the behind the scenes, guys. Bye, everyone. <laughs> I love the kind of, the, the behind the scenes. You know what I mean? As if I've got like a whole team of workers there, kind of. Well, that was Amy, kind of, like I say, we had to, we've been to Greece and then we're kind of, we've had the father-in-law's funeral and we had my son up and, and that. And then we had to take my son back I didn't want to keep on asking people on the allotment of water, water, water. So I got Amy to kind of water. So I was just on that video then, JB. What do you do when the likes of that you're going away? Are you, do you just kind of ask someone on the on the plot? Or does it not Very really matter because you've only got four, four tomatoes? I don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. We haven't been away on holiday for like, I don't know, three or four years i think it's been ages um we're you know just decorating the house we spent ages saving for the house and so we've been quite housebound <laughs> recently and then there was covid of course so um you know yeah we, ju we just haven't haven't been away from the garden but yeah i just call on friends really right or family get them down there <laughs> audrey what about what about you are, are you the same do you, do you get away or you can you kind of set these timers to like for a I guess a week. Oh, I, I could run this from my phone wherever I was. Right. Uh, but again, like JB, uh, it's been a while since we've really been anywhere. Uh -huh. So we're going to, I think, go to California uh, to see our daughter and husband, um, maybe in February. But that'll be harder because inside stuff will be growing then. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I have to, that's going to be a little trickier. So I'm going to have to have someone come in and do that. Right. Steve, what about you? Because that yours is a monster of a size. We all know how big your side is. You, you're kind of, you're almost putting on to people. To kinda, will you water me, yes. me three, me three tunnels? Yeah, I mean, I would, if I knew I was going away, I would plan better for it to, you know, keep everything all under one roof and just say to people, just look, just come in and spray the lot. And then go home, and I'll sort it out when I come back. But I haven't been on all of these since 2016 myself. So, you know, the same as JB. You know, you, you tend to look after your plants. If we do go away, it'll probably, and I think we're thinking about it this year, it might be sort of August, September time, sort of the end of the season. Yeah. Well, it's funny, Audrey, when you know, you told me about this, um, the matten, you know, how we, you, you've got your matten yes. set up and done. Now, Someone, and I can't remember, actually it was someone in the, the, the Discord mentioned that they've tried it and they cannot get it to work. Now he did say, the gentleman did say that some of his matting was cut like little bits to make this full length. But that's, mine's that a little have... bit like that and it, it doesn't work to like the, the full extent but it still gets them wet. But he says it's not even coming up his matting. You know, he's like, his matting's still dry. That's what I, I wonder if he pre-soaked the matting. Because if you do it without the mat already being wet, you're going to have a heck of a time getting it to pull up. 
Right. It'll pull up, but it won't be as effective. Because uh-huh. uh, I did I did pre-wet mine, yeah. So I wonder if that is the case of for this gentleman kind like I say, he, he seemed to have everything right, but right. it wasn't it wasn't working, do you know? Yeah. because uh, even if our mine dries out fully, I have to pre-soak everything because it just won't it just won't mm-hmm, work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And does it often dry out for you, or did you let it dry out? Are you kind of sometimes when I um, ignore reminders on my phone to say check, uh, you know, the level of water in your uh-huh. in your yeah. So if I miss that by a few days, yeah, they can dry out. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, and well. happily, plants show it even quicker. I don't even have to look and see if there's water. I can tell by how the seedlings yeah. are doing. Uh-huh. I think that's the, so, the case. Yeah. Right then, let's see. We'll just jump into some questions for for the time being. Let's have a look. Um, I'll just stick my big bunny face. Right, Urban White Buffalo Farm. Question: Could JB you use occasional watering as a tip? Since <laughs> that's what we've all actually said. <laughs> That was going to be my tip. <laughs> it's been preempted. <laughs> there is a, you might as well tell what tell what. Yeah, so, um, no, no, don't, don't keep it. Keep your tip for for later. Right, we'll come back to it. Give the give the give the people what they want. <laughs> Dai's asking, what can we do to sow in the garden now in July? Great question. I know, especially kind of. Now you know what I mean. Like you got to be on the ball even with your seeds. You know what I mean. Some of my plants, I'm kind of in like what Audrey's saying. The trees, I've got some trees just with an inch of water, a level inch of water. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't. I keep them in this level inch of water. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'll show you what I've there. Let's. I'll just show you this. So that's been in. This is me radishes. These are the radishes I sowed a couple of weeks ago. Wow. And these are the bra- breakfast radishes. I haven't yeah. took them out of them pots because I've been away all the time. And then I'm I'm taking I'm classing that as a win. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to put them in salads there now. Like I oh, said, yeah, they, those are yeah, they yeah. haven't even they haven't even they've just stood in a wet tray in the modules. They haven't even gone out yet. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's. Yes. <laughs> Is that a sign that you've got some pretty supercharged compost there? I wouldn't expect radishes to get to full size in well, a, um, in a little Well, there is a little cheat there as well. I did use a little Cal bit Mike. of this. No, no, I, 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 I always kind of have a little dribble of the seaweed concentrate Pretty that good. goes in the bottom of all them trees just to... But I was gonna today. After like I went up to kind of get some some veg for the door. I was now texting us because you know veg is coming, and. I thought, well, I'll, I'll stick them radishes out. I can, because I was going to do like a, I was saying to Steve, like an experiment of putting them out in the the hottest time and see if I could carry them through. But then when I got to them, they were already there, ready. And I thought, you know what, they might be a little <laughs> bit small. I'm taking that as a win. So they came home <laughs> with us. So, what can we sow now, then, Stephen? Oh gosh, uh, loads of things. All of your salad stuffs, so all your lettuce. Spring onions, beetroots, radishes, all that sort of stuff can be sown now. And if you haven't already done it, sow your winter veg now as well. I mean, I'm I'm planting most of my winter veg, but it's it's not too late. Get some in. So your things like your kales, 
You can even get away with uh, sprouts now, cauliflowers, autumn calabrese, purple sprout and broccoli. God, the list is endless. If you've got a seed, throw it in some soil, watch it grow, learn by it. Mm-hmm. Just get them in some soil. Well, I did ask you, was it last week or sometime this week? I texted you on our little kind of thing because I wanted I wanted more collies and I wanted those marathon broccoli again because I seem to have scored brilliant with them this year. And the same, I got the same. I, you know the answer. It's, it's, it's like, it's, get it sewed, Tony. Sew it. Why, why not? Why wouldn't you sew it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Audrey, are you sewing anything now? I am, but I'm doing it indoors. Right, because, right. Uh, well, I do have some carrots that I just did. Uh, beans are fine in this weather for me. Uh, but I'm doing uh, some fennel. I have some parsley that I'm sowing again. And it's just too damn hot here mm-hmm. to do those outside. I mean, they just have not been responding. So I thought, okay, we'll just put them out when they're a little bit bigger. And I have some uh, new cauliflowers as well and some cabbage for fall because I don't, I can't grow through winter like you guys can. Uh, right. But I thought it's just too hot. Mind you, my, um, I'll say it again. I've hit the nail on the head with the cabbages. To be honest, it's just like I've, I've got a picture somewhere. I've got that many kind of little um, veg basket. This is the daughter's one, but you see the cabbage on the left? They are just, yeah. it's nice. constant. Do you know what I mean? I must have, well, I've probably got about eight left of these and we've made sauerkraut. We're wow. doing what I mentioned the last week. We're kind of butter in a frying pan. What Steve said, fry, take it to this kind of, take it to it. Just starts to, turn catch. just catch that's the that's the chef's turn just starts the catch yeah. and then well i'm adding now a little bit of soya sauce steve and some sriracha sauce just toss brilliant it, bit of toss there you know what i mean nice. and then, oh it's beautiful absolutely beautiful try, try something else next time change the recipe up just uh-huh. keep trying stuff different things well if you where's the veg if you notice Oh, the nuts not in there. I did have JB some some chili, some of the the what you call it, the oh, Hungarian okay. hot wax. So nice. one of them got chopped up in tonight mm. as well. Now, Audrey, I I seen your video and you've sent over some pictures there because it's garlic time for you. That, that your house must Whoa, be lifting. Your <laughs> your house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> every time <laughs> I press. Oh. Hi, Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> so. You've, you sent some pictures. Now, I, what I didn't know, mind you, Audrey, and I thought that was a good tip as well, is you let them dry for a bit, but you also cut off some of this. Now, I never cut off the stem, paranoid that, you yeah. know, damp, damp might get in or anything. So I've left mine kind of, but you cut that stem, stem off and then tied them up a little bit later with this, right. you now, know what I mean? And I love that idea, yeah. mind you. That's a great idea to kind of dry out your garlic. Yeah, because some of us don't have greenhouses or hoop houses or polytunnels. So I've got to do it in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you know, I have a large <laughs> garlic harvest happening this year. So I'm trying to get really creative in how I can do this. But with hard neck garlic, you can definitely cut all the green off. I don't know how that works for soft neck. Well, I did 
let's just see, Audrey. Uh, this is that's it. That's all. That's my garlic for the season. Oh, I think that I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at this 15, 15 bulbs there, but I, I like I see, I picked them, but I picked them. They were hard necks and just left them. I didn't do what you did and like cut them down. Then I've cut them down there now, you know what I mean? And kind of trimmed the, right. the edges off there. So, but that's I'm it. Trying to expedite. I'm trying to expedite this drying a little bit because I know what's coming. Mm -hmm. So I only have so much room. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I have another 50 that are drying on my outdoor dining table because it's uh, under a canopy. Uh, but I have to watch for rain which we're not getting very much of, but uh, yeah. So it's a little juggling, but that, that tub is where I also keep my tomato plants before I put them out so they don't fall over. Right. So I have just a couple of these and I thought, you know, let's just try to uh, make use of those for this too. What, you yeah. know, when you, how long is your drying process, Audrey, for, for garlic then? Well, I wish I could show you a picture of those today. They look nothing like that, and it's not even been a week. Right. So right. I'm going to give them at least a week doing that and then just kind of have a look at them and see if they're dry enough. I can't just leave them, though, as dried garlic because by, by Christmas they'll be starting to rot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's the one that, yeah, that's that's the one thing with, with mine there. Okay. That's probably about yeah. three weeks of drying, but I know – you know, there was a chance maybe uh, onion rot got a white rot, whatever got into it. So yeah, I know they don't keep as good anyways. But I'm next next season or this season for planting. I'm actually going to do you know the the, the, the soft necks and, and try that because after seeing what Charlie Dowden said, mine were just covered in rust and you know mm. there's, there's no getting away from it. They're little bulbs. Do you know what I mean? Kind of. I seen a but picture of Steve had. That's a usable amount. Oh yes, yes, yes. But okay. they see the picture of Steve's, and he just had like I haven't got that picture, Steve. But it was just like your garlic harvest was awesome. Do you know the like football? Really good. And I got got mine drying very similar to um, Audrey's in my little polytunnel. I think it was on yesterday's video. But I've got a rack similar to that. It's also suspended from the roof of the polytunnel. Right. I've got all my garlic on and my elephant garlic on there as well. And how long, if, what's your process, Steve, for just look at it? Well, and wait, that, I'll wait, until, wait till the sort of skins are sort of, you know, you, you can feel when it's still got some life and some green in it, you can feel it. But once it's dry and crinkly and the skins around the garlic are dry and the roots are sort of falling off when you touch them, then I'll sort of clean them up a little bit. I won't mess too much with them. And I'll plant them and take them home then. Right, right. That'll be another, probably another week, I would say. Right. JB. 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 I'll tell you what, I'm I'm going to, if I can get it to, let's just, see, I'll put it onto, onto me and see if it'll work. Well, here's a bit of a bloody mystery for you all. How is it? <laughs> That a crappy <laughs> tomato with its roots in literally a reservoir of water getting calcium fertilizer can end up with everything having blossom end rot. Bloody hell! 
So annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. What's the bloody point? <laughs> what? What's the, what's the bloody point? So, how, JB, have you kind of come to the conclusion how that Blossom End Rod got there? or I've got no idea. I mean, we were chatting... Uh, Steve and I were chatting about it and he had a working theory that maybe it was something to do with the kind of relatively early stage of the plant, the hot spell, the fact that it's putting out fruits while still doing lots of vegetative growth um, because it is still reaching quite high. Um, maybe that's caused it to kind of put stuff in the wrong places, if it makes sense with the plant. Um, I I have a, I mean, it's in a crack key system, right? So a sort of crack key, it's in a quad grow. So it's sat in a pot of soil compost, and then it's got capillary matting that goes down into a reservoir underneath. And the idea is the capillary matting wicks all the water up and kind of makes nice, moist compost. And the plant should always have a, a really good amount of water. And I feed those really heavily um, with uh, container-wise. Um, no, what's it called? Uh, I grow more fertilizer, and it's got calcium added. So there's, there really shouldn't be an issue with blossom end rot because it's normally calcium deficiency or a watering issue, irregular watering. And I think it might be because I've slightly misinstalled the capillary matting. You know, I used my homemade dibber. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, well, and well, there you go. It's not, it's, it's not long enough. You need a bigger one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you after the I show what to, to use. fill the reservoir. Yes. <laughs> Someone's just asked. <laughs> the reservoir has been consistently full. Um, so I'm not sure. Not you're sure. not, to be honest, Jimmy, you're not having much luck with tomorrow. It's not you're, a great year. It's a fight all it's the way to the, you know what I mean? I, I, we're hoping because you don't like the, you don't like the ugly ones. And you, and you, and you, yes. <laughs> and then you took it, you're getting such a like a, a backlash that's coming now with like Blossom End. Rod. Yeah. And it's funny because. It's like, just it's, on one plant. That's oh, right, right, thing. right. The three other plants. So far. Right. My, my entire other three, three other plants. I actually, I have one tomato in the raised bed. I just like it was left over. I stuck it in the raised bed in the garden, just out open to the elements. It's doing amazing. It's like ten <laughs> times better than the rest. It's got like five trusses of gardener's delight that are loaded. Um, it's oh, not had any gosh. feed. I just bunged it in like the rest of it's a flower bed, and it's just well, typical. You can't, so I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, I'm getting something wrong. I'm getting something wrong. I think it's a gardener. Sure must must be the gardener. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, Let's see if I can kind of get on after go on to this one. Oh dear. What's the bloody point? <laughs> Inside the netting, isn't it? Oh god! For sake. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I love that because they. Like, GP. You know what? What's the bloody point? What? Oh, GP. Um. You've, I've never, I do lose my temper. Do you know what I mean? It's a kind of natural thing to do in the garden. But you're coming up a close second, and do you know what I mean? It's a little bit kind of. Um, what's the bloody point? What's the bloody point? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that really gets me. That's a good one. So, what happened there then, JB? Let's just, just put it on again. Let's just. Um... What's the bloody point? <laughs> Inside the netting, isn't it? That's the bloody point. For God's sake. God's sake. Yeah, so... Because honestly, it's almost where you could see, like, bastard butterflies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't go that far, yeah. thank God. 
It is. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I've seen them in there before, and I thought it was like a one-off. I thought they'd found a little hole. So I went around, like, tying up all the little holes in the netting, you know, where it's ripped or whatever. Brand new netting from Wilco. Don't don't buy your butterfly netting from Wilco. That's my advice. So it's it, great for loads of other stuff, but that netting is rubbish. Right, Absolute right. pants. So is that what it was? It wasn't... Because I use scaffolding netting, but I know yeah. there is a little, there is tiny little holes in scaffolding netting where it's, yeah. I think Steve mentioned where it's kind of, they do some sort of join or seam. But apart from that, yeah. I find that bulletproof. So that was Wilco's. Yeah, it's called butterfly netting and they are quite big holes. And I think they can just, if they're really determined, they can just uh, squeeze uh, in. So... Yeah. What's the bloody Got point? Yeah, what's the bloody point? Got to get it in now. What's the bloody point? <laughs> Check under every leaf. Get all the eggs. I have seen some butterflies. I've, I've actually watched them. You know, you get the butterflies, you've got the big wings, and then you get the smaller ones, and they seem to have two sets of wings so they can fold them up. I've actually watched a, one of those land on scaffolding netting, it folded its wings up, crawl through the hole that Tony was just mentioned, and get inside. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't know whether they yeah. cause a, a nuisance, but I have seen them crawl through. No, no, it's. Um, I haven't seen them in my nettings, and I haven't actually seen many butterflies. Maybe it's still a little bit too early for them for the onslaught, caterpillar hell. But I know it's. Um, it's becoming. Oh, we're in it right now. Oh, you you you've got it now, Audrey. Have you? Oh gosh, they're everywhere right now. Right. I think because of this heat. Seriously, we're so much hotter this year and drier uh-huh. even than usual. But they're everywhere. I have a I have a video just like uh JB's that's inside <laughs> uh my netting and he's like living his best life and I'm but, like, well, how did this happen? But you don't you don't see it. What's the bloody point? You don't see that, do you? <laughs> oh, no. We have, we have different, uh, we have different uh, off-color words over here, maybe. But I, like I, I love it, like, no. It's like, GMA's yeah. like, you know, it's still very, you know, Middle England there. It's not, it's it's a bloody, it's, you know what I mean? It's not. What's the bloody point? That's, that's as I bad as it gets. Alive, that's, that's, why. that's as bad as it gets. It doesn't get any worse than that. Where we come on the mine, yeah. it's, yeah, mother chucker. <laughs> yeah, I've been known to throw a few a few f bombs in the garden. <laughs> well, Andrew's, sometimes they exactly, Audrey. Andrew's asking, um, and I'll come to you, Audrey, as well. Evening, all. May I ask a question? I have lots of potted shrubs. What is the best time to water them in this weather? Should I wait till around ten p.m.? You know, that's I know that's kind of it's a funny thing that, but like. 10 o'clock at night's a lovely time at the moment. I'll, I'll say nine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you can yeah. get to your garden that time, it is cool. I'm taking the dogs out at half nine at night for the kind of... I was up this morning, six o'clock, which was a lovely time for them. And then they're not being out. They've been out in the garden kind of thing, but not for this, like, walk. So as late as you can is probably mine. I don't know. Steve, what would you say? Definitely. I mean, because overnight, the, the compost or the soil that the plants are in are going to have a good chance to start to soak that water up properly and get properly hydrated. And then the plants can feed on that all through the next day. Definitely fill them up at nice. And good tip with watering pots as well is one inch of water on top of the watered pot goes nine inches down. 
goes nine inches down. Nine inches down. Right, right. Got a hole, haven't I? Oh my! <laughs> but you know what? You know what? You know what that means he's got a big finger. If he's checking that deep down. I'll tell you that. But, but I'll tell you that for now. <laughs> Bloody hell! Well, you, you, you put me to shame with my little tiddler. <laughs> I would recommend if you're if, if it's as hot as you're saying, I water my pots early, early morning, and late at night. Yeah, because they need something to get through that hot day too. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's that's my norm for this kind of heat. Because you're used to that as well, Lordy. So that's probably a good tip. Uh, GB, you could have had that tip, water morning and night. You know what I mean? Actually, I took it from JB right before I spoke. I'm just, you know what I mean? Seven, seven <laughs> yeah, I gave days. Seven today, days. To, seven <laughs> days to have a to get a tip, and. 35 seconds before we go live. I haven't got a tip. What, what, what am I going to do? And I, do you know what I thought? Do you know what I thought? What's the bloody point? That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got that. Now, oh, not, even so safe, not even audio safe, Jamie. Not even audio safe. so good. Let's just have oh, a look. Right. Um, Mama's Oasis Allotment is asking... When should you use different fertilizers you talk about, specifically bloodfish and bone, chicken poo, seaweed? Steve, I think that's a little darling for you there. Well, bloodfish and bone is a good mixture of all the sorts of chemical elements, if you like. That's not the best way. All of the best elements that a plant needs, so your nitrogen, your phosphorus, and your potassium. It's a good mix, and it's a good long-term mix. Seaweed feed, I would use more as a tonic. If a plant's looking particularly poorly or sickly or the green is going out of the plant, it's starting to go yellowy, give them a seaweed feed. It's it's like a really quick fix. And what was the other one? What was the other stuff that was in there? Um, chicken poo. Chicken poo is sort of high in nitrogen, so that's good for your things like your leafy greens, uh, your brassicas, your lettuce, those sorts of things. So it's knowing, A, what your plants need, what plant group it's in and what plant, what that plant group needs to get going and at various stages of its life before it comes to maturity and you harvest it. But all these plants, they all need different things at different stages of their life. But the good start mix is definitely blood, fish and bone. You can't go much wrong using that. I was going to say, Steve, for, for someone, and we'll, we'll use myself as an example, I couldn't be chewed to find out different plants, all this kind of, Could you just stick with bloodfish and bone and do like a blanket? At yeah. least they're getting some sort of goodness in there. Yes, you could. Yes, you could, yeah. Right, right. JB, have you, what, what do you do then for fertilisers? Have, have you just a blanket, bloodfish and bone? Or are you very specific, like what... Yeah, I totally agree. So generally a lot of kind of blood, fish and bone or a a seaweed general purpose feed throughout the kind of start of the season. And then anything I want to, anything that's fruiting or flowering, you know, tomatoes, chilies, that kind of stuff, you switch to a a higher K ratio potassium. (laughs) I can, I always, phosphorus and potassium, I always get mixed up. Um, And uh, yeah, that helps with the flowering and the fruiting towards the end of the season. And you kind of dial back the nitrogen right right okay. which is for the green leafy leafy growth you know audrey anything to add just 
no, I think they're kind of covered. Because you, you actually do, don't you do us a little bit of CalMag on your plants, on your leaves? I, should it? I do CalMag on my nightshades. You know, the tomatoes, peppers, mm-hmm. uh, eggplants. Uh, I use a, an organic fish emulsion on just about everything else. But when I plant them, I put in uh, like a long, a, an organic, longer lasting fertilizer uh, or slow release. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, so they get, you know, nice and they're in good dirt or good, excuse me, good medium. Thank you. Uh, and um, so and you, you use your, your mumbo jumbo kind of does it work does it not mycorrhizal yes. all day long all yes. day long girl all day long i'll yes. use that <laughs> yes and have you ever tried it audrey and not used it the mycorrhizal and well thought... i used to not use it um and i did notice a difference so i kept using it mm-hmm. um i guess it's one of those things that it seems to be working so i'm not you know gonna break it Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna keep using it. Exactly. It would be interesting, maybe, to grow a few in the same, you know, situation—one with, one without. We need someone but, who was is keen to do testing. Yeah, I think maybe that's Steve <laughs> Bailey with, right? Oh, he's he's, he's oh, frozen, frozen right now. Let's oh, save this. Let's see if this oh. works, Stephen, because we've, we've we've had this issue when we had a little chat behind the scenes. Let's see if we can. I'm gonna. Pressure's on you, Stephen. Can you get that frozen? No, oh, he's not even in his seat. There. <laughs> he's had enough. There you go. There he is. Just like that. Fixed. Fixed. We found a little solution. So I can't remember what, because uh, it's live, it's just went blank. What were we talking about there for Audrey? So I was going to come on to you. The micro riser. Yes. Stephen, you a good one to do tests. But you've been using it as well as me on some orders. Have you noticed anything just yet, or? Um, do you know what? I don't think, for me personally, I don't think mycorrhizal is something you notice. Mycorrhizal is merely, for me, the way I worked it out and understand it, it's a connection between the roots of the plants and the mycorrhizal that's already in the soil. So a connection between the plants and the soil. I don't mm. think it's something you necessarily notice. Well, while I've got you on then, Stephen, Paul uh-huh. is asking, all my toms, same variety, same compost, planted in the same area of the poly- polytunnel, fed water, same stuff, same time. Why are some of them four feet tall and others are 10 inches in fruiting? What's... Probably the sunlight, maybe the sunlight, maybe the different heat zones in a polytunnel. You get, if you use the temperature and monitor... If you use certain, you know, a couple of thermometers or sensors or something in the tunnel, certain areas will get hotter than the others. Certain areas will dry out quicker than others. So you need to sort of nail those things down, understand the area that you're growing in, and then you can take full advantage of that. It's got to be like you see, it's something like that, because if everything else... I would have thought so. What Paul's saying, if everything else in his kind of, his list of factors is exactly the same... It's got to be something what's been caused in the polytunnel. Like a, like it's very frustrating. Or... Oh, yes. Very well, frustrating uh, when that happens. Very. Mm-hmm. 
And like I say, J JB's going through a frustrating stage with these tomatoes there. So, <laughs> will <laughs> will you give up growing tomatoes in the polytot in your greenhouse? No, no, not at all. No. I um, I I don't know if I'll do the the quad grow again though, and I'm not sure what next year is going to look like in terms of the second greenhouse. Uh, which hopefully I will get around to yes. <laughs> to assembling. We're going to have a big together. party when that goes up because I've, I've got all yeah, the, I've cause... got all the bunting in the back here waiting to, <laughs> to put up. You know what I mean? Okay. What what I'm kind of tempted to do with that one is try growing in the ground. You know, as opposed to just in pots and on paving slabs or or whatever. But um, we'll see. It's, well, it's it funny. would be nice to kind of have tomatoes in the ground. JB, because I've using the duo grow, the green ones. Now I've only put in yeah. two little chili plants, and they don't seem to be like doing anything. Do you know what I mean? And there's like mm. feed in there, there's water, and I the water's going down, so obviously the plants are taking yeah. it. I've got a couple of lobelia in there just for a bit of colour because I had them, and I don't know if that's affecting them. And I know they're a small chili, but they're still looking a bit kind of. Just tepid, kind of. Yeah. Quite it could just be that they're still focusing root growth mm -hmm. before really uh, they, they, flourishing. I think they're probably just dying, just compost them. Uh, <laughs> if, it, if it's a chilli, compost it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a chilli. Get rid of it. Just chuck it out. What I wanted to show you as well, this is, I went, like I see, I did that veg basket and I was quite um, pleased about that. But that's from oh, one gosh. From one bucket of potatoes. Now, to be honest, I picked. The, mm. I think I picked the wrong bucket because they're pink fir apples and they shouldn't be ready yet. But there was nothing else. So even if I left this kind of potato bucket for another month, two months, there might have been bigger ones, but there was only them ones. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. a bit of a kind of a disappointing, a disappointing... Have you had any potatoes yet, Steve? Are you, you, I'm sure you'll have I haven't, them. no. Um... I've got some foliage dying back on a couple of pots. He's so done it again, lad. Um, frozen again. I said, no, I'll flip my neck. Well, JB, right. well, have you had any potatoes yet? Yes, I haven't sent you. Uh, I haven't sent you any pictures, but I've, I filmed a video that was meant to go out Sunday, but um, unfortunately, I've had some family stuff going on, um, so I didn't get to get it out. But um, I've I had a massive load of potatoes in my bed this year. Um, right, maybe slightly too many. And uh, I harvested one <laughs> half of my total lot, and it was about 17 kilograms of potatoes. You are kidding me. Yeah, it was good. Wow. It was good. I was very, very pleased. It's, it's, so, my, um, it's my turn now to see this kind of... What's the bloody point? What, you know what I mean? It's like, it, <laughs> it's like it's when, you, when you kind of... That's it. You know what I mean? What's the bloody yeah. point? Bloody hell. <laughs> and you're getting 17 kilograms. It's a good one, yeah. Wow. I don't know what it is. I just seem, I touch wood, quite lucky when it comes to potatoes and spuds. You know, they do seem to grow quite well on my plot for whatever reason. And it's quite early, but these are main crop. And I put them in early. I hedged my bets. These went in 6th of April, I think. Um, really quite early for a main crop. Um, and that's kind of why they've come to fruition. And, you know, they're fully dead. <laughs> they, they, I kind of turned up one day and I was a bit like, Oh, like a little <laughs> bit over. Um, but they're all fine underground. It's not blight or anything. Um, so, yeah, quite an early harvest of main crop. There is and... a tiny bit of um, hollow heart. I don't know if you've ever had that in your potatoes, no, but it's like a, sort of a, a little kind of black 
uh, it's not like a growth. It's just like a, a malformation in the potato itself, but you, you just cut it out and it's fine. And I think that is caused by irregular kind of hot, cold, um, you know, sun shade. Um, and I think that's because they were a little bit earlier in the season. That's my right, weapon right, theory anyway. Right. But generally, very good. What about watering then, JB? Are you still, have you been water? Are you watering yourself there with your, your shandy? I see. Yeah, <laughs> um, a bit. Yeah, so um, we've had like no rain on the south coast. It's so 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 dry. Excuse me. Uh, all, all the paths are so yeah. Me too. <laughs> all the paths slowly, are just completely slowly brown. Getting a little bit kind of slush there, lad. <laughs> yeah, not quite. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have given the the spuds a couple of just really good drenchings. You know, just you know, watering them for a really long time making sure it goes down but when i was lifting them up yeah soil's pretty dry so um so yeah they possibly could have done with a bit more i'm thinking they maybe put them into the ground mine the ground next year we'll see when i pull them yeah out a bit later. i like to keep it traditional with the potatoes it uh, seems to work well shocking what's the bloody point <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like <laughs> Stephen, have you had uh, a good crop of potatoes yet no i haven't taken any up yet tony um I've got some foliage dying on some now. It's it's dying right off. So I will be lifting some this week and having a look. And, and I hope I do better than that, I'll be honest with mm. you, because oh, what's what's the point? What, what is the point? <laughs> it's, it's funny. There were like the ones I was meant to do are Charlotte's, and we've, we've had like a, not really 14 kilograms of them, but we're getting a nice little haul. But they're just like they're kind of, you know, like that's that size sort of thing. But we're. New potato size. Yeah, we're boiling them though, and with garlic and chili, and then kind of sorting them again. <gasps> mm. Again, lovely, 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 absolutely lovely. Yeah. Audrey, have I, have I <laughs> asked you about potatoes? How you grow potatoes? Do you grow potatoes? Are you growing them in buckets in the soil? Oh, uh, I do. We're not uh, huge potato eaters. However, I there's one kind of grow. It's called uh, purple Viking. Uh, difficult to find in the stores. Uh, absolutely wonderful flavor. And I have about 10 bags of those uh, growing. Really patchy looking foliage. So I'm not sure what's going on. Mm. Do, you feed you know, your, do you feed your tomatoes? Potatoes, Audrey? Yeah, I put them in with, and I'm going to get this wrong because I always do. Uh, there's bone meal and blood meal. I think I put bone meal in those because it has a higher potassium. Phosphorus. I should know this. Uh, okay, I should know this, but uh, anyway, uh, and yeah, I do feed them, and I've been watering pretty consistently. So we'll kind of see. You know, it's like those root crops. You don't know what they are till you pull them. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, allotment <laughs> newbie is saying, can I sow garlic and onions again in the autumn? There's a nice question, Stephen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Go for it. I mean, um, I forget what date I sowed mine. I was aim with my elephant garlic. I want them in the ground sort of early October, late September, early October. But garlic, I always tend to do a bit later, generally, normally because... If I'm buying it brand new, it tends to come late. So, yeah, I'll be sowing both of those this autumn before Christmas, ready for next year. 
I'm sure. Especially with the fantastic crop I had this year. <laughs> I'm sure with mine, Steve. It's, I don't know what this. I've got this kind of date of the 14th of October. I don't know if it's the 14th of November, but it's always kind of middle of a, you know, like late on. I always do it then, not like in next year's season. I always do it in yeah. this season. I've never grown, you know, I always like to kind of overwinter them, do you know, so. It does, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is that something you do, JB, with your garlic or? Don't do garlic. I've given, garlic is the one I've given up on because of the white rot. Right. I literally oh, lost right. 95%. And I spent like wow. I spent more money on garlic than anything else ever. It was like twenty five, thirty quid on like bulbs from the Isle of Wight garlic farm. Seed garlic is just expensive, but I mean the garlic farm is yeah. quite mm, you know, yeah. maybe don't get it from there. But um <laughs> Yeah, no, after losing literally ninety five percent, I was just like, you know what, not worth it. I'll try in troughs and pots at some point. I should do that soon actually. Uh-huh. Let me well, I know it's starting to kind of, you know, we're getting kind of close to, to thinking about yeah. where to get your garlic from, where to. I think I'll just probably, like I say, go for soft neck and probably just buy it off of eBay. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I wasn't happy with what I got from, you know, and it's a couple of times that's happened there, to be honest. So, mm. not, not for me. Audrey, where did you, just out of curiosity, if anyone's listening, <laughs> where did you get... All your 500 bulbs from you must have thought that was a kind of <laughs> when that order came in. So good. The there was actually of... 700 bulbs <laughs> or cloves, 700 cloves. So I didn't ah. buy 700 bulbs. Uh, I got them from a variety of places. Uh, obviously, I forgot I had ordered some from certain places and reordered it. Uh, this year, I'm gonna uh, work at uh keeping it below 300. Uh, (laughs) uh, But I think based on my second harvest that I just pulled up the other day, uh, they were gorgeous. So I think I might use a lot of those for seed garlic for next year. I was just going to say that. Surely with the amount there, you've got enough. Oh, I am. I am not planning to order garlic from anybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. If I can't come up with enough from what I have, something uh, yeah. is seriously wrong. Well, then if, yeah. it yeah. would be there would be the honourable. What's the bloody point? If you kind of, you know what I mean. There you <laughs> go. You know what I mean. If you can. <laughs> Stephen, you. I think you're a loyal supporter of the garlic farm. What, what, do you get yours from there constantly, or would you would you think about moving <clears> somewhere else? I get it from, um, I think I've had it from the garlic farm the last twice. Frozen um, again, lad. Again? Flipping heck. Right, I'll be back in a minute. Yeah, it's getting on my nerves, this is. You know, we'll, we'll try and bring him up to speed there, and it's kind of a little, there we go, one second. No pressure, Stephen, no pressure. No, no. no. <laughs> How you sell a cup of tea? There we go. There, there you go. Flipping it. So sorry about this. It's a flaky internet connection. It's certainly not the machinery here. As you, as you know, this thing could start wars. <laughs> power, <laughs> power all the bloody cockamole, that thing. I uh, could. No, for the last two years, I've used the garlic farm. Otherwise, I've used various places. Like you said, I've bought it off eBay, uh, various garden centres, or even... I remember one year I bought some from Wilco's and I got a very good crop from that as well. Mm-hmm. 
So you, you just get it from wherever you can get it from, really. I can't remember if I asked you, Steve. Are you soft neck or hard neck? Were they soft necks that you planted? Because I know you just said last week oh. I planted garlic. And that wasn't a good yeah. enough answer, to be honest. That was... <laughs> Uh, that's the same answer I've still got. <laughs> <laughs> I planted garlic. They were Solon White's garlic, um, mm. and they're bloody marvellous. They're really good, really, really good. There you go, there you go then. I've yes. got my secret weapon to grow them as well, so. Oh, here we go. Here we... Let's, dare I ask, what, what's your secret weapon? Oh, it's in one of my videos. You'd have seen it. <laughs> yeah. You got to like and subscribe for that one. <laughs> exactly. Come on, come on. Right, what uh, have we got? Oh, we're getting close to. I tell you what, we will go. Well, give us one quick second, and I will just show you. Don't forget to sign up for this. We've got two hundred. We might have a couple more. Two hundred nine members. That's the. Have you seen the new banner as well? I quite like that. I got that commissioned as well. So the Potty Mouth Garden Club. We've got its own channel. Please subscribe to that. That would be fantastic. Then in about five weeks' time, we'll be kind of moving over to that one. Don't forget the Discord channel as well. Pop over to that. There should be some links in the show oh, notes. Hey. Look at that. Look at that. Um, where, where's he gone? Hey, sweet corn. Oh, hey. How, how is your sweet corn doing, Stephen? Like you see, I've missed a few um, shows and episodes. and. Sweet corn's doing really well now. It's growing well out of that box. So hopefully I'll get some cobs growing soon and some right. flowers. Well, that, but it's I doing really, got, really well. Mine's lovely and green, but it hasn't got cobs yet. You know, flowers. No. No, when, I did see yours on on a video. The last video you... I say I watch all your videos, you see, so... <laughs> I've had a, I've had a lot on. I've had a lot on. I know, I know. I'll forgive you this time. Well, we'll I'll tell you what we'll do then. We'll do tips of the week and no pressure, GB. What's your tip of the week? Hey, okay. hey. We talked a lot about watering today. Not, <laughs> um, and I spoke about my sad cucumbers and squashes. Um, and my tip is about watering, especially in if you if you grow in the ground i think if you've got raised beds it's not such an issue but for me with ground growing you know in the soil every time i apply compost that that soil is just kind of creeping up and up and if i apply water to the surface it just boom, it just runs straight off um and you end up just kind of watering the edges of the bed um so it's a tried and true thing that i do most years is just get a plastic bottle anything will do coke lemonade bottle you kind of cut the top off and you sink that in the ground very close to the roots of your kind of your hungry and your thirsty plants. Uh, and then you just apply the, you poke some holes all in the side. Um, and that way you get the water straight down to the roots and into the soil, as opposed to letting it all just sit on top and evaporate off or run off the sides or anything like that. And it's a, it's a great method to then allow you to feed the plants as well with them. Uh, you know, so so did I get this right then? Did I get this right then, JB? You, you, you've got to see a big coke bottle. You're keeping the actual mm. top on, but you're putting little holes either side. What's yeah, the yeah, yeah. So you can I take the lid off, but the lid is going to get jammed with soil anyway. Uh -huh. So what you want is a lot of kind of holes all the way around. Um, and they can be a bit awkward to make. Just do it with some scissors or whatever. Um, and then you just sink it in the ground. And Put the watering can straight in there and it works pretty well. Well, can I just see you? 
from having no tip 30 <laughs> seconds before. I think that's you know what I mean. I think you pulled that one out of the hat there, <laughs> Thank sir. You. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> you are really, you can start thinking next week's now. <laughs> <laughs> Audrey, have you got a tip of the week, my angel? Well, you you already showed my picture. Oh, is that your about, tip of the? Is that your tip of the week? That the was, gar- oh, that was right. my tip of the week. Right. And for people who don't have outdoor, uh, you know, polytunnels or greenhouses, and this really is just a tote, which I'm sure everybody has storage totes around, uh, and a couple um, cooling racks that they are like the old school ones, like the really cheap ones that don't have. They don't actually have a mesh or a grid. They just mm-hmm. have lines. Of, so you can pop your garlic in there, let it dry, and you don't need to, you can leave it in the house. Uh, you can, you know, watch it. I, I, I think mine is going to be dry probably within the week. Uh, so it means yeah. I can get the rest of them going. So I was going so, to say, with 700 bulbs, you'll need about 30 boxes. <laughs> Oh, you know, I am already, I am already dreading like the final harvest. Because like, what am I going to do with all of it? So I think I'm just going to set up a stand outside of my home and say free garlic, come and get it. Because I really, I really um, overdid. But that's, when you know, when you can do that, the Audrey, when you can give it away, that makes the gardening all the better. Yeah. Oh, I will enjoy giving that away, like uh-huh. as bouquets. Here, take uh-huh. two dozen garlic heads and enjoy. Yes, I will enjoy doing that. Stephen, the final tip of the week, sir. Well, mine's kind of two twofold, really. You know, when you water uh, your gardens, I mean, nobody's getting any rain at the minute. But when you water your garden, mm. it pull your water pools on the top. Well, that mixes all the soil up in that water. The solids fall through and and hanging in suspension is all the fine particles. Now, when that dries out, that sets as a film on top of your soil. So the next time you come to water, the water just runs off. It doesn't go into the soil. So get yourself one of these. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's Freddy Krueger. No kidding. That is Freddy Krueger. Wow. That's my five-prong cultivator, and that will rough up any soil. Every time after I've watered a couple of times, or and the, the second part of this is it also disrupts germinating weeds as well. So get yourself one of them, a really mm-hmm. good tool, and there's five of them for sale today on eBay. I saw them earlier. Wow. It's funny, Steve, because <laughs> I've noticed exactly what you're talking about, though, when I'm doing, like, watering the tomatoes, the tomato plants. Yeah. They're in this, like, little, yeah. you know, like, they're in the plant pot. That, it's like a fine, almost fine silk. Film. Yeah. yeah. sits on. And if you, and what I do now, I get, like, a hose pipe and just blast it and get that yeah. churned up. Then do mm, the, you exactly. know, the kind of, uh, yeah, so. But even then, when you've churned it up, it, once it settles down, uh-huh. you're still oh, going to yeah. get that fine film on top. And later on, for you know, just to finish that off, really, later on in the season, when that dries out fully, that's what cracks. That's when your soil cracks. It's that film breaking. Mm-hmm. See, that's granddad told them that. That's granddad's tool, isn't it? <laughs> well, I it's think great, we isn't have, it? I love it. We have come to the end. One hour and three minutes. 
So don't forget, wow. like I say, if you could just pop over and subscribe to that channel, we will be moving over to there in about five weeks' time. Come and say hello to us in the Discord if you want any questions. Actually, if you want to actually just drop your YouTube channel. There's a little section there where you can kind of add your YouTube channel. You can you can speak to to us as well. We're always there, kind of dropping in and out. It's fantastic. JB, thank you very much, sir. Thanks for having me. What's the bloody point? I don't know. Tell me what I mean. Audrey. Yes. It's a pleasure as always. Thank you so much. And Thank Stephen. Thank you. It's always fun. You take care. Thank you very much, Stephen. Gents, ladies. Hi, you're welcome. Everybody in the chat, thank you very much. We will see you. Don't forget, this show is a podcast as well. So if you're on Patreon, you get it over there or you get the ad one on Apple as well. Look after yourselves. Take good care. Great. Cheers, Great. everyone.